Throughout these past few months, Zika has been the buzz of every news source from the New York Times to Facebook. On TV news, headlines like CDC's historic Zika warning and inside ground zero for Zika in the U.S. have made the gravity of the situation quite clear. But what might be less clear among all of the media attention the virus has received in these past months might be exactly what it is. If you could just state your name and profession for me, please. John Lednicki. I'm a virologist and aerobiologist. I'm an associate professor at the University of Florida. Can you go through exactly what the virus does do versus what it doesn't? You know, every day we learn more and more about the virus. It's it's uh, not as benign as we once thought. Now, in about 80% of individuals with normal immune systems, a virus infection wouldn't even be noticed. Okay, so you could actually get bitten by a mosquito or acquire the virus a different way, and the virus is replicating in you to a certain extent, but there are no noticeable upward clinical signs and, you know, the person feels otherwise like they uh, normally would. The big concern is for uh, developing fetus because early during uh, development period, especially we think the first three months, the virus, if it gets into the fetus, can interfere with the normal development of the brain. To most people, then, Zika is not much to worry about. But to a pregnant mother, it could have potentially devastating effects. The question that I became interested in is what exactly all of this means specifically to those living around me. The national conversation about Zika can fall behind numbers and symptoms. But the implication of those things can be hard to really understand. At the time of recording this, after all the research that was put into this piece, it has become clear to me that very little is known about Zika. Researchers don't know how fast it will spread, exactly how long it can stay in male hosts, or exactly how often it can cause brain defects like microcephaly. Even less is known about how the issue will be resolved. For all that is known right now, the virus could stop spreading at Florida. The efforts of the CDC to control the spread of the disease could stop it in its tracks. A vaccine could be put on the market to make the whole thing moot. That might happen. Or maybe it could spread like wildfire across the United States. Maybe it could affect millions. That might happen also. But right now, we don't know. So instead of speculating about things that might happen, I want to focus on what is happening. Pregnant women and their partners have to make a choice about how they are going to move forward. These couples, with their very children on the line, have to find a way to cope with this unknown. My goal was to hear their stories in order to understand how they are facing all of this. Um, just state your names and your profession. Um, yeah, my name is Cody Latham. I work at RTI Surgical. It's a local uh, tissue bank and tissue processing company in Alachua. deals with donated human tissues. Uh, my name is Tyler Latham, and I work at Talbot Elementary School as an art teacher. How long have you guys been expecting? Like, do you guys know the sex yet, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to share. <laughs> today I'm 18 weeks, which is four months. Um, we found out it was a boy two weeks ago. Yeah. So 
been expecting four months now. Yeah, due in, due in February, early yeah. February. So uh, just congratulations. Right. Thank oh, thanks. That's not right. <laughs> Almost halfway, which is yeah. exciting. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Cody and Tyler live in North Florida, an area with no reported Zika cases as of this interview. But they watched as Zika made its way to the United States and as it began creeping northward. The worries for them lay in uncertainty. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the disease? Like, um, it, it made us pretty nervous because yes. um, obviously it started kind of get really big um, in Brazil right about the time when we started planning to have a child and pretty much once the time we did get pregnant. Um, and so from there, it's kind of, it's been definitely been on our minds a lot. Yeah, I've been wearing bug spray since like the beginning of this year when we started trying to have a child, like wearing it every time I leave the house, just as a precaution. Um, Cause I feel like that's the best way right now to kind of try and prevent it. All right. And so is, is that like, like all of that, how it's affected you? You just started using bug spray or has it affected you in any other ways? Um, well, obviously I'm already an anxious person. When you become pregnant, you already start worrying about your unborn child and normal pregnancy issues. And then to kind of have this something else that's not in your control that you have to worry about can be a little stressful. Um, for a while, I wasn't as concerned because it was like, oh, all the cases in Florida are travel related. Um, so that wasn't, I was like, okay, won't be a big deal. I knew it would probably end up coming to Florida when it, uh, news broke that it was in Miami. I kind of started to get a little more concerned. Um, a few weeks ago, we actually went to St. Pete and a few days after that, I found out when they found out that they had a case in St. Pete that wasn't necessarily outside of the United States travel related. So I kind of had a little mini freak out, which he had to calm me down about. And he's like, we literally were outside for like five minutes walking in and out of stores. He's like, I think you're okay. But um, it, it definitely adds a little bit extra unnecessary stress to this whole pregnancy thing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, have either of you tra- like traveled to other than St. Pete? Um, like the, the big Zika areas. Yeah, no, we haven't really haven't been much to no. South Florida or anything, especially since this has happened. So no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're wearing bug spray, mm-hmm. um, and uh, are you guys doing anything else uh, about it other than like just hoping? I suppose. Um, probably it's changed our lifestyles a little bit, especially in the summertime, because mm-hmm. um, usually we, we go for walks or just go like kind of like hiking trails around, you know, Gainesville area, like San Flasco, places like that. Um, it's something we have not been doing at all this summer. You know, we've taken an occasional kind of walk down the street kind of at night kind of like for exercise, but that even that's been kind of, we've cut back on that just to kind of limit our exposure to mosquitoes. Um, and so really just in that case, since really just not going outside any for recreational purposes, hardly at all. Yeah, it's definitely been kind of a bummer because we really enjoy going outside, but I'm very paranoid about it. Um, if I do have to go outside, I, like I said, I put on bug spray, I try and wear clothes that cover most of my body and when I get home I like check my whole body to see if I got bit <laughs> I mean it might be a little crazy but um, yeah just yeah. better take, safe than sorry just trying to yeah. make sure I know I can remember the last time I got bit by a mosquito and it was a very long time ago that's how often I check myself for mosquito bites they've clearly been doing a lot to try and prevent this disease and fairly enough after all any expectant mother would do all she could to protect her child. But some feel that the worry itself might be doing more harm than good. 
Zika itself is still a rather rare disease. According to the Miami Herald, as of mid-September, there have been 43 locally acquired cases of Zika total in the state of Florida. And even if a pregnant woman is infected with Zika, it is still not certain whether microcephaly will develop. A study by the New England Journal of Medicine, published in May of this year, reported that the risk of microcephaly in a Zika-infected first trimester pregnancy is between 1 and 13%. In light of this information, some women feel their energies would be better spent in other ways, rather than working to prevent Zika, which can be perceived as a bit of an empty threat. So I am eight months pregnant. I'm due in November, and it's definitely a little boy. We found out pretty early on. Oh, congratulations. This is Rebecca and Jonathan Clayton. Their reaction to Zika is a bit different from Cody and Tyler's. What has been your story with Zika? How has new information coming out affected the way that you lived your life? Anything that like has affected you personally? It hasn't really changed a whole lot, even with it coming up through Florida, just because um, I guess my mindset about things tends to be like, if you just put it out of your head and don't worry about it, like it's not going to affect you, which I know is really terrible, um, especially like for a pregnant mother because she has so much to be concerned about. Um, but I've even had people tell me like, oh, you shouldn't go to Disney. You shouldn't vacation in Orlando, you know, because the Zika virus is there. But when I tell them like I live locally in Florida anyway, they kind of are much more shocked and concerned for me than I am. Is there any way that this has affected your life or has changed the way that you've gone about, um, your daily, your daily life, you, um, or your husband's? Um, I honestly don't think so. I mean, my husband and I were actually talking earlier today and with pregnancy, whether it's, you know, a really healthy average pregnancy or whether you have any complications, there's still so much that expecting mothers have to worry about, like what they eat, their activities, you know, the position you sleep in, all kinds of crazy things. So I think that Zika virus kind of being a thing right now is just one more worry to add to your list and you know you can of course there's precautions you can take for anything just like you take precautions so that you don't have gestational diabetes or preeclampsia or stuff like that during pregnancy there's precautions you can take so that you're not putting yourself in harm's way for zika virus like the, the health department comes out and tells you to turn over all your like empty containers that could collect water outside or make sure you're wearing like um bug spray when you're outside at night, that kind of thing. But for the most part, I don't think there's had to be a lot of things that we've really changed as far as our everyday life or schedule. It's not like, you know, we're not canceling vacations or, um, you know, not going outside when it's dark out because of mosquitoes. I mean, it's Florida. There's mosquitoes everywhere. So that you can only avoid so many, you know. Um, how do you feel about the virus and how do you feel about the like everything that's been going on um is it like is it scary is it like more of a spectacle is it something that you're um like more worried about or something that you feel isn't really that important so i know that i've seen that facebook meme that kind of compares it to like ebola last year or ebola last year and like um, the bird flu a couple years before that or whatever. So they're trying to say that it's all a bunch of like, propaganda and the government's just using a different scare tactic each year. Um, but obviously that's not really 
the case because it is a real medical condition that real people are suffering um, with and having to deal with. But I don't know that I'm necessarily scared. I think it probably goes back to my mindset like, oh, that will never happen to me. I'm not really at risk for that. Um, so, no, I haven't really thought of it as like a fear. I mean, I guess there's always that small part in the back of my Like I got a mosquito bite last night. And I woke up this morning thinking, oh, God, what if it was a Zika mosquito? But I don't think it's really very realistic, I guess, at this point in Gainesville. All right. Well, thank you guys. Well, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> um, I know you really didn't have much to He's say. For more um, it doesn't yeah. affect me as much as you think. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were to get the virus, it can be transmitted sexually. Mm-hmm. So it is something that, that I know that um, some some husbands are, are have been been worried about um forgive me i was i was told that you spend some time outside in your profession yes um so i run a, a one of the offices i run is actually a construction office um we do single family homes in the area so as far as fear on my end um i learned early in this pregnancy that i was to follow <laughs> so yes if i got it it'd be a whole different conversation but it's not something you heard what my wife was saying. It's not something that I've changed my opinion on. I'm kind of following her lead. And if it's not something to worry about, it's easier to be uh, knowingly ignorant, if you put it poetically. You use the term knowingly ignorant. Um, is that something that, like, is a part of maybe the way that you treat the virus some, or the treat, like, all of this news, something maybe, like, that you just don't want to think about there's too much going on you like you just kind of don't want to deal with it i mean definitely you, you could put it that way it doesn't always you know sound the greatest it sounds like you know as a young pregnant woman i'm being naive or unconcerned with real you know things you should be concerned about during pregnancy but yeah i think that's it's kind of similar to like if you were to worry about a miscarriage you know it could happen to anybody, but for you to just sit around and kind of dwell on it and think about it and think, oh my gosh, what if that happened to me? What would I do? You know, it's just, it could be all consuming. So I do feel like just to kind of put it out of your head until you need to be concerned about it. And again, not to be reckless or careless and to be taking the precautions like not breeding mosquitoes in your backyard or traveling down to Miami for the weekend just because. Um, but yeah, I think that a lot of times it's all you can do in certain situations is just try not to think about it and I guess realize that it's in the hands of somebody bigger than you, you know? I mean, we're religious, I won't get into it much, but, you know, I do think that someone else is in control of of my life and of how things go, so that's kind of where I leave it. When it comes down to it, for both of these couples and everyone who has not been directly affected by Zika, the virus is, right now, only an idea. It very much threatens to become more than that, but that it still remains. Rebecca and Jonathan have chosen to ignore Zika. They treat it like a phantom, something far away that can't affect them. And their hope is that they will live better and fuller lives as a result. Cody and Tyler feel they cannot ignore this idea. The way they are coping is not to turn away from Zika, but to do everything possible to minimize what threat they perceive. They take the precautions deemed necessary and move on from there. From where I'm sitting, there isn't a real right answer. These couples are just doing the best they can. Luke Sullivan, 
W-U-F-T.